Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace, here to talk about a Kickstarter today that has done gangbusters in the first 24 hours. I have the Bad Idea crew with me, Dinesh Shamdasani, Adam Freeman, Josh Johns. Thanks for joining me early in the morning, gentlemen. B, B for bad idea. Is that a B? How do you do a B? Bad idea. Oh, nice. Bad. Nice. Bad idea. There you go. You'll edit that out, right, Chase? I'll edit that out. 100%. I just want to say how nice it is. I love coming on your show because, like, Josh with his beautiful head of hair is the odd man out. It's uh, it's my favorite thing about this. Yeah, I'm gr- I'm going I'm growing out the hair. I'm gonna see I'm gonna see what I still got. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take it through the summer. I've been short haired for four or five years now. I'm just gonna see probably one last stand. You know, this is my <laughs> my commando of the enjoy it while you got it, baby. Exactly. <laughs> Before you know it, uh, but you guys definitely weren't pulling your hair out in terms of the, the success the first day. I, I know there's always some nervousness when a Kickstarter kicks off. And I remember talking to this before the first Kickstarter, uh, the stop bad idea. And it did a little over a hundred, 110 in the first mm-hmm. hour, first, first yeah. day, uh, Adam and I were talking about it. So I'm watching this one yesterday and, uh, I checked it at midnight, you know, right around 12 hours for the first day, $227,000. So I got to say congratulations. And, uh, I guess we'll, we'll start with you, you, Josh. It, what were your expectations? I mean, did, did you think it would go that hard that quick? Um, I don't know. C- certainly we had a lot of confidence, right? And it's, it's, it's hard not to when you look at these pages, when you work with a writer like Matt Kent, uh, when you have a team like ours. So it's hard not to not to start to hope and imagine that the, the thing that you love so much has captured your imagination, like maybe let's capture ours. Uh, won't be shared by the larger, you know, comics and storytelling community. But you, you, you totally never know. So yeah, there's, there's, there's some anxiety. But um, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go to war, you want to go to war with a book that's this beautiful, that's this wonderfully scripted, that's this vibrantly colored, that's this expertly lettered. You, you know, you want, you want this thing if you're gonna do it. Yeah. Now, Adam, you, so you and I, we were both at um, South Carolina Comic Con. We were. In, encouraging people to sign up for the the Kickstarter. That's right. Kind of know ahead of time, hey, when is this going to launch? And then you guys did a you know full court blitz on uh or full court press, I should say, on on social media in the events leading up to this. So do you attribute the success uh, with the hard work you guys put in ahead of time before Kickstarter even launched behind the scenes? Oh my, I mean, you know, any, any campaign like this, any launch like this has, you know, well, in this case, years of uh, work ahead of time, but, um, you know, this whole thing has been an amplification. You see how incredible this book is coming together. You realize it has to be special. So you say, what do we do to make this package special? And then once you've done that, you say, well, how do we make that viable? And then once you've done that, you say, well, how do we build a, a program that's actually going to launch it in the way that it deserves to be launched? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, in many ways it's been years, but this specific, I mean, that was what, a month ago or so that we were really focusing on telling people to sign up so that they, they know when it comes in. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's been like that this for several months, right up until the moment that it hit go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And yet this has been a long time in the works, Dinesh, and I think when you first told me about Bad Idea, I think it was a dinner at WonderCon or something way back, I think 2018 even. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned Matt Kent. You showed me some, you know, art from Lewis. Yeah, labor of love for sure. But 
it really showcases one of the things I love most about Bad Idea. You give the projects the time they need to be their absolute best. It's not about, hey, we got to hit some schedule. We got to hit some artificial deadline. We, we you know, need the revenue or whatever, whatever reason. Uh, you're giving the projects the time they need so the creators can give you their best work, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at the pages behind you. Thank you for doing that, by the way. That's awesome. And I'm still marveling at just how much Lewis and Laura are putting into this. And then Taylor's coming in. And he's doing a crazy job as well. It's a dream team. But yeah, we, we've done, the three of us have done comics the, the traditional way, the normal way. And we were very lucky to be successful there. We found out, I think, what worked. And we brought that with us. And we found a lot of things that we thought, maybe there's something different that can be done. And one of them is the most valuable resource you can give any creative endeavor is time. We really wanted to see what would happen. And the pages, I think, already show you the quality difference if you let something grow the way it wants to grow. Wait till you read the story, man. I mean, I'm looking at, again at your background on that bottom right page. The one of the the big megalith with his, with his shield up is the very first part of one of the most epic battles I've ever seen in any medium. I mean, it's just Matt and Lewis going all out. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out as well. I mean, the scope, I, I was talking to Lewis on Twitter yesterday and you know the guy has done an, an amazing job his entire career like his body of work is unparalleled and to me he's you know and, and again maybe it speaks to how much time he has to do this and, and that freedom but this is the biggest thing the best thing that i think i've ever seen and i haven't even seen it all yet and it, i think it goes back to just the scope like matt has written this incredibly huge story i mean megalith right i mean it's so aptly named and the, just the scope in these images, it, it, I'm constantly blown away by it. So, um, you know, Josh, Dinesh just mentioned this after years of you guys putting comics together, this might be this might be the pinnacle. Uh, do you think it's the best thing you guys have done together as a team? I don't think I said pinnacle. Who's who's no, putting no, it? I didn't say pinnacle, and you 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 said that it speaks to giving Lewis the time you need. We know what's coming next, man. This is definitely not the pinnacle. We're going we're going going high. Okay. And I know I'm asking Josh to pick a favorite child here, but uh, how about the, uh, up to this point, you think this is uh, one of the, one of the best things you guys have done? Certainly, it's an, an amazing story. I think it's the comic that most represents the potential for the bad idea strategy. If they, to answer your question, so this comic is everything that we've kind of installed in the bad idea, letting creators, you know, go first, letting stories give the time they need to be created, uh, you know, everything from the seasonal model to, you know, where we're going to place our comic books. This is encapsulated in this book that's taken, you know, what, five years to to create and has been such a loving endeavor and now has was marketed in this fashion, has so much enthusiasm. So, you know, is it the best thing we've ever done? I think it's one of the best things, you know, that are in comics period today. Not not us, the entire industry. I think this is one that is going to be one of the crowning achievements of this year, of this decade of comic books. Uh, but I think it's more more impressively, it's representative of exactly what we're trying to do here at Bad Idea. And it's crystallization of all of our hopes for Bad Idea are in this comic book. Yeah, that's an excellent way to put it. And I'll, I'll throw this out for anybody who wants to to kind of address it because I was I was thinking about that as well. Yet when I, as these images were coming in and Megalith was kind of being talked about. Yesterday, uh, launch day, it, a lot of people were jumping on and talking about what tier yeah. they got. And we'll talk about the rewards in a little bit, everybody. But the thing about what you guys do, a lot of times you're getting press or you're getting attention because of the crazy stunts you do, and it's fantastic marketing. 
this, I think, stands on its own in terms of, hey, you can look at the pages, you can look at the quality and say, this thing's going to be around forever. It's going to be talked about forever because I think it is so special and unique and amazing. And that was kind of the attention that it was getting yesterday. And I, I kind of felt like this has maybe been a long time coming in terms of quality because I think a lot, a lot of people talk about bad idea stories or talking about the crazy stunts you guys do. Mm -hmm. uh, but this might change that, I think. So uh, anybody have any comments about that? That's part of a larger arc that, that, that we're very conscious to, to, to kind of instrument for the company. We need to be, as a new publisher, we need to be very, very noisy up front and then slowly expand the narrative about the company to the creators, the, the stories, the quality of the books. You, someone that jumped on right away, you see from the beginning, right from Hero Trade through ENIAC, through what, now The Last Slate, we're trying to make the best books we possibly can. And they are some of the best books, if not the best books in the business that message will over time grow and grow and grow. Megalith is absolutely a piece in that. Megalith is absolutely, I think now a big milestone piece in that. It may even be the, the the fork in the road where we turn into a company that people are talking about as everything they do, we want to take a look at because they'll take the time to cook it correctly. Yeah. To piggyback, to piggyback on what Dash said, I just, a lot of people talk about the marketing and that's awesome. It's very loud. It's very purposeful. We, we do everything there. Um, to be loud and to keep this this publisher thriving. Um, but the marketing has, has always been that you cannot do any of the shit that we do if the editorial isn't top notch. It's always been that way. So the the, the marketing is built on top of the strength of the editorial, not the other way around. If if we just do all the crazy marketing and the books suck, it's it's clown company. Nobody cares. There's no substance there. The the insane editorial our creators have helped have handed us uh, and built with us. That's that's why the marketing is what it is. It gives us that ability. Yes, you have to start. Also, kind of want to. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jake. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, you, you the foundation has to be good books, and then it allows you to do all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Adam. And I want to say that, like everybody on this call, has worked for multiple publishers. Um, you know, and and each one of them has been, you know, I'm sorry, my, my wife's calling just as we as we're talking. Uh, each one of them has you learned something, but all oh. the publishers that are that are in the in the in the, in the realm today are all working towards one you know they, they, at their best they're going to do one big push a year uh they're going to do one book they give all the time to one you know one marketing push they put all the attention to the, the the beauty of what we're doing here is that we get to do that with nearly everything um and give it the time it needs to grow and give us the opportunity to market it properly and you know sometimes that feels like an anomaly but it shouldn't be that should be the standard it should be the standard that you put out everything you put out you're proud of and everything you put out you're as loud as you can be yeah, and and you're willing to spend the time, you know, promoting it and saying, "Hey, I I stand behind this. I think this is a fantastic book. You know, the quality of this." And again, I think that speaks to the way you guys set it up that you give things the time that it needs, and you're not putting, you know, you're, you're for lack of a better term, you're not vomiting out content, you know, week after week after week. So take that for what you will. Uh, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about some of the tiers that are available um, and what. If anybody hasn't pledged, like what I, I, there's like extra books that you can only get during the Kickstarter and that sort of thing. So who who wants to to kind of tackle that? Anyone? Did did Ash, why you why you take this one away? We we went hard on this one. We I mean obviously the main the main offering is this is all built. I should say this is all built. We had we looked at the book. You know obviously we want to put single issues out in in comic stores in the bad idea destination stores, and we realized we needed to elevate the offering that we were going to put into stores to match 
the ambition and the scope of the creative. Can't just do even the quality of the books that we do with the really nice cardstock covers and, and the laminate and spot glosses. We had to go bigger. We had a big conversation internally about what is the most luxury top end comic book single issue we've ever seen, any of us. And we came to Marvel's, the uh, the Alex Ross series, you know, with the beautiful Astate covers. And we started to play with Astate. We started to play with that really card, nice cardstock. We started to play with the idea of Astate over cardstock and what kind of effect that can have. We got very excited and we found something we think will be the new pinnacle, we hope. Um, but financially, it's completely irresponsible to do that. So we thought, okay, let's do good promotions well. Let's do a Kickstarter, raise the funds to make that a reality. And here we have main offerings, a big, awesome hardcover. It's the entire Megalith story. We've got eight short stories from other creators and Matt Kent, but it's like a who's who of comics artists. They've come to celebrate Lewis. So people like um, Miko Soyan, Lenio Francis Yu, James Harron. I'm most excited about James Harron. Just love his work. Thomas Giorello. Um, I'm trying to think. The others I can't say yet. We haven't announced them. Um, but they're all of the caliber. Joe Quesada. Got a Megalith Zero. Eight stories. This big main series with Lewis and Matt Kent, Laura Martin, Taylor Spazito. And then we've got... Um, hold on, turn that shit off. And then we've got um, uh, a bunch of a bunch of kind of higher-end things like Lewis provided. He's never done a, a commission list ever. He provided us with a handful of original art sketches. He's going to overpaint some of the hardcovers, like hand overpaint them. They'll become art pieces themselves. We've got a toy, a Megalith toy. Um, and then we've got some kind of wacky stuff on the super high end. Get one of everything bad idea produces for the next six months, that kind of thing. So we've really gone all out. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to say to people, if you want Megalith, here's your tier. If you want to go a little nuts, we're going to over deliver. We try to make our Kickstarters feel very much like they're we're being generous. And so I think at the higher tiers you're getting, I mean, it's it's going to be a huge box, if not multiple boxes of stuff when it all gets delivered. I, I mean, you missed the, my favorite piece, which is the uh, the the box, right? The, the box. yeah, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So what we did was premium we've been we've been working home exhibition in, case. The what's that? Premium home exhibition case. The premium home exhibition case. That's right. Uh, we've been working in the background to develop this uh, this box that uh, hey. this premium home exhibition case that uh, is where your. Um, your overpainted hardcover with uh, with the original art is going to come inside of this box, so inside of this case. <laughs> Sorry. And when you open up uh, this case, there's a video playing immediately of Matt Kent talking to you or Louis LaRosa. It's going to be them talking to you uh, about as they're signing your book, as they're talking, you know, as, as you are uh, experiencing this book for the first time, you're also getting that personal experience you would get if you were buying it for directly from them at a convention, but you get that over and over again. It's going to become, it's going to become the thing you keep in the background of your zoom call. You know, imagine this Jason. you get this big, awesome, bad idea, megalith gift, luxury display case, museum kind of great stuff. This is where we pulled it from museum tech. Open it up. There's your hardcover. It's the premium overpainted hand overpainted by Lewis. It's got a signed book plate in there by Matt Kent. It's got a piece of original art inside the book. It's got the entire story, really high quality value. But that's not the thing you're most excited about because the inside lid is a screen and it immediately starts playing. And they're the creators going, hey, Jace, thanks for helping us. Thanks for supporting us. We wanted to talk to you about that. It's like an in-person 
museum video installation experience and an awesome display piece all at once. Brand new tech. No one's ever done it in comics before. I don't think anyone's done it anywhere before, frankly. And people seem to be excited about it. That's how you do it, Adam. Ah, well, was my first, I think it was my first time pitching on a video. So you know, too. thank you. Thanks for showing me the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely one of a kind, definitely a showpiece uh, for sure. And uh, the campaign's done so well already. And, and again, you know, you mentioned that the idea of this, get something special, get something deluxe, get something personal. And then later it helps to fund the uh, getting the single issues uh, into the store. But I do have to ask, you know, based on the success of, of day one here, any stretch goals in mind? Uh, I know they weren't announced uh, originally. Um, not that you guys aren't giving us enough already, but just curious. Who wants to tackle that? Josh? Yeah, happy to. Um, something something that we're thinking about, something that we're not going to reveal everything that we have going on in the campaign. The campaign's 30 days for a reason. Obviously, it's well known. Kickstarter, opening couple days. That's that's a lot of your um, uh, fundraising ability. Um, and so we could have done 48 hours and been very successful. But this book is bigger than that. It's a world bigger than that. It has more opportunity than that. So um, other than this to give you the bullshitty marketing answer of stay tuned, uh, we will have more surprises coming your way on the page. In the vein of in the vein of two we've already done. Do you want to talk about the two that we've already announced? The first day and the retention and the re- return backers club. I'll take I'll take I'll take the first one. So the return by return backers, um, anyone that got that was backed at the level of they were previously backed at stop bad idea back in twenty twenty two, um, or above, uh, gets the uh, an incredible cover from Joe Casada, colored by did actually worked on this project. Richard Asanoff. Yeah, of course, the um, uh, the bloody arm variant going all the way back to, you know, uh, buttoned up comics in the first first very first days of Bad Idea. They um, uh, it's a wonderful tribute and homage to David Lapham's original cover to that. Um, they're going to get that totally free in their box just for backing at the level they did or above. So that's one thing. And that's more innovative than, you know, just tossing up a nice little tree that says every time you guys give us a dollar, we're going to toss a, a goal that we're already going to, you know, real a goal that we're already going to do anyway. We try to be a little bit more creative, innovative like that. So um, there's more in that vein. Did I actually want to hit the other one? Yeah. I, I just want to say also, I've seen a lot of people uh, online talk about like, I cannot believe you got Casada. You guys got Casada to do this thing because he's never, as far as I know, he's never done an R rated uh, uh, cover an already piece of art, but this thing is is the guy's arm is chopped off. You see bone, muscle, blood, but it's all incredibly rendered. It's very graphic because he got such a good eye, and the, it's hilarious because this wasn't our idea. He came in, he did the cover. We you know we're going to do a black and white version and a color version of the cover because we got a black and white interior and a color interior for the last campaign. And then like six weeks later, we're talking to him, and he just shoots us an email and says, hey, "You know, I had an idea." I'm going to mock it up. You guys don't mind about me pushing the envelope a little bit. And we're like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Sure. Whatever. And he sends us his cover and he's like, what do you think? Is it interesting? Yours for free. If you like it, use it. No problem. For free. Like wh- why, why did you do this? Why is he still thinking about this cover six weeks later? I mean, he really, he really in, in, ingested Matt and David's world of the hero trade. And then Richard Asanoff was, he saw and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll just give you a quick patch for the, for the arm. No charge again, no charge. So we also felt like, well, we can't now go out and charge for this. These guys are kind of doing this out of the love of the game. So we got to do the same thing. And we're going to pass on to the, to the to the reader if they come in and back again at the same tier or higher. So it's just, it's kind of like a nice thing. It's, it's, 
it's a testament to the quality of the work that David Lachman and Matt Kinn are doing. Everyone's just coming and having fun at the party. Just while you're, while you're talking about Joe, Dinesh, the, uh, um, you asked earlier, tiers we're excited about. Adam went way up there. My favorite tier, bar none, is at the $40. Anyone can get this thing. It's Joe Kassad doing the cover for Megalith number zero. Like everything begins there. Um, Joe Kassad now returning to zero issues, maybe the most famous, you know, issue zero artist of all time. Um, certainly does, did one of my, I think, I think Exo Man War number zero is like a top five comic individual issue ever made. It's very, I think it's very important to everyone in, in our room. I know it's important to you, Dinesh. Um, and yeah. when we were looking at with the opportunity of doing, you know, Megalith Zero, that real, that real origin, again, $40 tier, uh, uh, anyone can get it. If you cannot trust Joe Casada, Matt Kent, um, us at $40, hit bricks, pal. You're not, you're not ready for this year's comics, but the, uh, I think it's fantastic. I've seen some of the early uh, designs for the cover. It, it's, it's going to be, it's going to blow people's socks off. So if you want, you, if you want to just take, you know, your introductory taste of bad idea no better place than megalith number zero with a cover by joe casada that's my uh, that's the thing that i'm the most buzzed about right now yeah and there was a, a special reward for anybody that backed the first day this is a also interesting maybe you can talk about it adam uh you know the, everybody knows about the, the first customer pins that you get show up you you know at, a, at your bad idea destination store and you're the first one you know through the door and, and buy each of, of the first issues you get that special pin uh, and there's not a lot of them because there's not a lot of bad idea stores. Um, so there's probably going to be more of this first button or, or first pin than any of them based on the success of the first day. Uh, but wh what made you guys decide to uh, to to do a, a first customer pin uh, for this campaign, Adam? Well, there are going to be there are going to be a lot of them because there's a huge, you know, there's a huge return uh, show up for our, our first day, which is incredible. But I do want to take a moment and talk about the genius behind the gold pin who's right underneath me in my Zoom, which is Josh Johns. Like he came up with this idea to really push people to come to stores on the first day. Um, and it's been an incredible, incredible piece for all of our destination stores because it's given them something to focus on on the, on the first day and to promote and to talk about their bad idea fans and talk about that, you know, what the culture of bad ideas at, is at their stores on social and in their store. It's been an incredible piece for our program. I mean, for our entire company. Um, so it seems like a nice fit in this and that it gives us, it gives us a thing that is unique to bad idea uh, that people will show up. They show up for our stuff because they know how much we put into it and they know how much excitement we build around it. So as Josh mentioned, like, you know, we in a very bad idea way, like we are going to be pushing on this, this, uh, um, this Kickstarter all the way through much in the same way that when a book comes out, like we don't stop promoting it just because it's on shelves. We're going to continue to be promoting this Kickstarter on a, on a regular basis. And you're going to have to pay attention because there is, is always going to be something new. You cannot turn away. Yeah. Right. Actually, that's, that's the most important piece, right? Is, is these are examples of programs that we've announced rather than stretch goals. And we have more coming. So stay tuned. In fact, I don't know if we can say this or not, but there is a, a hidden thing. Should we, I mean, it's, it's today's the day. Uh, right. I mean, start today. To I mean, what do you, you know, think? It's there. It's, I would, I would, I would, it's, it's, I think it's going up as soon as our meeting in an hour. Right. So I would, I did, I don't know so there is a hidden thing. There's a, there, there is a thing today. I don't know how much you want to say today. No, so but, this is what, we're, this is what we're doing. We, we can tell you a little bit. We're going to announce it in a little bit. There, there, we're, we're going to introduce into the campaign. We didn't want to do it day one. It's now going to go up day two and onwards. We're going to hide within the campaign. We'll make a couple small, tiny edits throughout 
and uh, we're going to hide a secret hidden code. Uh, and hopefully someone will find the code. And we're hoping the community of, of backers will decipher the code. And if they decipher the code, it will give them instructions for, let's say, an outcome equivalent to a stretch goal. They won't have to do anything beyond that outcome equivalent to a stretch goal. They'll just have to follow the instructions. And that's another program that we've got in place. We're excited about that one. Matt Kint actually came in and because um, he's a he's a, a big nerd about codes and espionage and helped us build uh, the direction for the code and how it's going to be, how it's going to work. Uh, that's another program. That's the next one that'll, that'll go out there. We've got a couple more falling behind that as well that we're excited about. So does, did they unlock the, this, you know, stretch goal, if you will, or the special incentive for everybody or just the person that discovers it first? A anybody. So the first person to discover it hopefully won't be able to crack it and the community will help crack it. And then once it's cracked, anyone that follows those instructions will be able to claim that reward. You've got to go follow the instructions. You've got to slay the demon get the treasure. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, uh, it's been awesome chatting about Megalith. Is there anything about the campaign that we didn't cover that you guys want uh, listeners to know about? Just that, just that this is, everyone's done incredible work. I think our team has worked very hard, Matt, Laura, Taylor, but I think all of us want to do a special shout out for Lewis. This is his magnum opus, man. He is, he has put so much into this. He's physically degraded his body to put this work out there. I think that he's incredibly proud of this book. We're incredibly proud of him, frankly. Um, we cannot wait for the whole world to see what he and Matt have cooked up because it is not just cinematic and and, and revolutionary and, and beautifully rendered. It's also an incredibly moving and bombastic uh, story. Um, and, you know, he's taught, we'll see. He's talking about this being the last interiors he ever does. This is his, like, sign-off, and then he'll just do covers going forward. We'll see. You know, it's sometimes we have artists to say that after a big project and it does take a little while, but then they, then they get the itch for storytelling again. Miko Soyan, who's coming in and he's doing um, interiors uh, on one of the, the surrounding books. He just came back to interiors. He had taken a little, I guess, semi-retirement looking back at the time it was a retirement for interiors. So we'll see, but, the, but shout out to Lewis. Yeah. yeah just um, this industry isn't kind always to craftsmen and artists of Lewis caliber that need time that need, that need space to work um, to be the best. And then Lewis is the best. I think he's the best working artist today, period. Um, and I'm glad that we had the opportunity uh, to be the ones who would give him that room to create something that again, I think is unlike a certainly unlike anything on the shelves today, but we'll stand the test of time of being one of the best comic books of this era of comic books, wherever, wherever we're, we're going to look back and call this age. I think Megalus and Lewis will be right there at the top of it. Yeah. 100%. Also, I mean, you know, the people on this call, we don't, we don't, I mean, we, we work to make comics, but like, we don't sit and write, we don't sit and draw. What we do is promote like this, one of the things that we do really well. And it gives us an opportunity to promote this legend, like this master and, Talk about how every, all of your favorite creators love Louis LaRosa. Even if you don't know his work, they are lining up to sing his praises. And I think that says a lot about this man. Is, uh, it, and it gives us an opportunity to really shout that. Yeah. I mean, I mean again, just look at Lenny Francis, you, Joe Casada, Mika Soyan, James Hatton. These guys are they're too busy. They've got projects two, three years out of schedule. They've come in and said, I will make time because I love Louis's work and I want to support and celebrate him. I've never, we've never seen that in comics. That doesn't happen. Um, one other thing I do want to say is, you reminded me, we've had a lot of people ask us, is there going to be an opportunity for the original art used to publish the book, the original pages? 
in this campaign. There is not, unfortunately. We do have one. The highest tier is the coveted issue three. That's the only thing we were able to to get our hands on. Um, there is obviously there's been a fervorous demand for Lewis's Megalith pages. They've all been snapped up uh, months, if not years ago. In fact, the coveted issue one is owned by a very big Hollywood, big wig. I mean, there's some celebrity people and celebrity collectors that came in and snapped the stuff up. So unfortunately, that won't be here. We tried to, to do what we could with it, with the Megala 3 cover, but unfortunately, that stuff is already out there. Yeah, so this is the the, the one chance. And uh, yeah, considering its original art and considering Lewis's skill level and considering how epic this is going to be, I kind of think even at the high end, it's sort of underpriced. I think it's actually a good Lewis stuff. Yeah, yeah. If he was, if he was more, if he was. I mean, look, he's like six. These pages, six weeks a page, just to give you a sense. On average, I mean, some take longer. Covers are even longer. If he was faster and produced more, that would allow him to become more, uh, more well known. I think this art would be some of the most expensive art in the business. I mean, I think he'd be up there in fine art territory, which is why you're seeing celebrity people with like these, this filmmaker is a huge celebrity Hollywood filmmaker. He's got a great eye. He knows what he's, he's seeing and he knows what he's getting. And he snapped up a bunch of it because I think he thought it was well-priced and he's displaying it. We do have, we were able to get the next best thing, which is Lewis again, graciously gave us a handful of sketches. He's never done a commission list before. Handful of sketches for one of the tiers, I think is very well-priced. I think it's the biggest bargain in the campaign and it's moving fast. It's almost sold out. In fact, by the time we get off here, it might be sold out. So maybe I shouldn't be pushing it so hard, but, um, but that's the closest we can get to it. Yeah. There's no doubt you'll, you'll, you know, if, if something were to happen, you need to get your money's worth out of it. Yeah. hundred percent. You would, uh, yeah. well, as a sign off there, sorry, just a real, real quick. Um, you know, if, if this is your entry into bad idea, we welcome you. Um, the good times are going to keep roaring. We're a seasonal publisher. And it's publishing season will come. So uh, if you're diving in now, I could not be more excited about our upcoming slate. I can, uh, we can't talk much about it as much as I'm always trying to, uh, but that day will come and Megalith is, is going to be a bridging part of that. So uh, shout out to everyone who's working behind the scenes to make next, the Bad Ideas next slate our best slate ever. And um, we couldn't be more excited to share that whenever we feel like we're going to. Yeah, I'm really excited for that stuff uh, and to see what you guys do next. The- <laughs> Bad idea fan cup as you know, followers on social media, uh, will know about and, uh, yeah. Coronation coming up soon. Uh, God only knows what you guys have planned for the, for the next. We, we do have an announcement about the coronation. The, um, it's quite a sad announcement. The, it turns out there was, uh, some irregularities with the winner. So we had to disqualify him and the coronation is now canceled. Yeah. Oh, so we sad. haven't let the winner know yet. So, so sad. <laughs> I don't call him fan of the year anymore because yeah. he's been stripped of the title. Well, I'm sorry, that, that cancellation really came out of nowhere. Like no one, I, which is no way we knew that was going to happen. I mean, you know, what are we going to do? For anyone that doesn't know, Jace here, the interviewer here, you <laughs> won the Bad Idea Fan Cup this year, and you are Fan of the Year and will be coronated such with a crown, scepter, cloak, the whole the whole nine yards, all the accoutrements in Phoenix at Samurai Comics in about a month. Yeah. Yeah, with all the accoutrements, which includes uh, embarrassment, I'm sure. So, big, big trophy. Oh, this trophy's huge. Trophy's I don't know if this episode so much embarrassment. Title's episode should be, should be financially irresponsible. <laughs> the, 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 as our entire company flies out to Phoenix. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, everybody's invited. You're a bad idea fan. Show up. It'll be uh, it'll be a good time. Uh, well, you know what I find interesting? We I asked you guys if there's anything more about the campaign we wanted listeners to know. Nobody's actually pitched the story, like what it's actually about. We've talked about the scope of it. We've talked about how amazing the art is. Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah. Just, to, just, just as kind of a capping point here, if you stuck with us listeners and, and you're like, yeah, this sounds great. What's it about? So what's the story all about? Megalith. Okay, here's Megalith. Baltimore, present day, out of nowhere, undetected, past the entire security net that we have on the planet, this monolithic uh, anomaly from deep space crashes into Baltimore, obliterating 16 blocks of Baltimore. Nobody knows where it came from. Nobody knows what it wants, what, what's going to happen. Immediately response teams, the police, the army, the feds, NORAD, they send three teams to try and breach, three breach teams to try and get into this monolith, okay? One team goes on top, one team goes in the middle, one team's going to try on the bottom. Team on top, helicopter lands them on there. This thing sprouts tendrils, massive tendrils and drones. It starts ripping up the streets, cars, buildings, people. The team on top as well get dismantled, and it's using this material to print itself, 3D print itself bigger. Team in the middle, same kind of thing. They get pushed off. This thing's got its own quote-unquote, defense systems, it seems. Team at the bottom, they can't cut in. No matter what they're doing, they can't cut in. This monolith has crashed deep into the subway. They go into the subway. That's where we meet our protagonist, a character named Officer Joyce. He's a beat cop, a subway cop. He's down there trying to help people. He's barely understands what's happening. He's not being outside. He doesn't know. It's a terrorist site. What's going on? They meet him. He's able to help them, guide them through the subway to where they can get to the base of the, the thing. They can't get in. He is an amateur kind of engineer. He sees a little engineering quirk in the design of the monolith, helps them get in. And now we've got kind of a reverse Poseidon adventure where they've got to climb the top of this thing from the inside, scale it as it's growing. Meanwhile, we find out that the government has a nuclear response. This thing finally fully prints itself. It's revealed to be a giant robot mecha. It's walking to Washington, D.C. The government's about to nuke the shadow of this thing. Meanwhile, we hear there's a second larger monolith on its way to Earth. And that's the kind of premise of the story. It's a big science fiction action kind of mecha versus Godzilla story. Um, try not to give away too much of the character. There's a lot of cool character twists um, and emotionality in the story. Wonderful. Big, big scope. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to read this story? Just, okay, set aside the fact that it's Lewis' amazing art. It's just such a fantastic story. Matt has shown time and time again. When it comes to sci-fi, he just, he elevates it. And now you add in Lewis's art. I mean, yeah, it's no wonder. This and, and again, this, when when, the, when these two things go at it, it's it's like lovingly built out. It's it's not a small fight and it's a fight like you've never seen. I didn't even know really, honestly, comics could do this kind of thing or any medium. It's very, very, very big in scale and scope. And it's one to remember. I don't think anyone will read that that fight and say, anything, but I've never seen anything like that before. I got to, I got to go back and, and read it again. Fantastic. Uh, well, everybody, you have 29 days left, uh, 233,000 as we're chatting, 952 backers. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see how high this thing goes. I'm, I'm hoping it hits like 500,000. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And may, maybe even higher. Who knows? As you said, John, definitely deserve it. Yeah. This book would definitely deserve to get that high. 
we know the first day is always big for a few days. And then right at the end, when people decide, ah, I do have the class. Uh, so I'm also excited to see, you mentioned, pay attention. There's going to be more things coming throughout. So uh, I guess we'll see how how high it can go. So That's the nice thing about where we are. The first day was obviously an incredible day. And so now we can kind of have fun. We can promote the book, see what, however many more people we can get in to, to be able to try this book out. But we can also kind of reward the backers and have fun with it. And, and there's the pressure of hitting our, our goals so we can make sure that we get um, the books and stories in the way we want to, and people read the book, that's all for us now. We can just kind of um, have fun with it and play with it and, and push it out and hopefully involve the community in that fun. Yeah, like you could hit code. I'd use that word community because I was going to mention that as well. The Bad Idea fan community is such a great community and supportive of each other. Even even during competitions like the Fan Cup, you know, we're helping each other out. Uh, and, you know, Kickstarter as well. The platform really engenders a, a community and direct-to-fan sort of feel. Um, and yeah, so you guys, yeah, you'll have the freedom to really grow that community aspect of it because the financial pressure of making sure this thing succeeds, that's off now, right? Like it's successful, it's funded, you're going to make the book, you're going to have the project. Now it's like, how can we, how can you reward the community back? And how can you grow that community through the, the end of the campaign? It's the same thing we did with the, the um, Stop Bad Idea campaign, the last one we did. And you can see the results here, the, the community's grown. But yeah, we, we, one of my favorite things was we sent them usually send one big package at the end of the Kickstarter. We sent them a package very early, much, much earlier than our, than our due date. And it was stuff that they didn't even know was coming. And I saw so many people say, Oh my God, I, I backed it this year and I'm already getting all this stuff. I haven't even got my main stuff and I'm happy. We try to over deliver. Mm -hmm. And it's a quick, you just, cause you brought up a, a shout, <clears throat> shout out to Oriana and all the crew that, that does the, the comics at Kickstarter. They are doing work that is, so important to our medium, our industry right now. They have built a line to get more comics in more people's hands. I think it's still what they're doing is important work. Um, and they've been extremely supportive of everyone on this phone call personally, but also bad idea. So huge shout out to Oriana um, at Kickstarter and to you know Alex Jackson, the Backer Kit crew. Those are people that we work with well to get people filled on time, to get them more than they expected. Everything Dash says, she said, can't just happen in this room. Kickstarter, Backer Kit, extremely important, extremely important to uh, our business and and what we're doing today. So big shout outs to those guys. Thank y'all. Yeah. And I'll, sh I'll shout out you, you know, we've talked about the creators, you, uh, Dinesh, you, you name them all and what incredible work they're doing on this. I'll, I'll give a shout out for the, the rest of that idea. The guys behind the scenes. Right, huh? I'm going to use this to put my battery in while you talk about it. Let's talk about them. These two guys. Yeah. It works. So, you guys work <laughs> so hard. It's such a small team over at bad idea and you guys do it. You love comics. And uh, I think the love of the medium really shows when you're putting out content like uh so uh, again gentlemen really it should be noted i mean you've got three of three of there's five of us there's three three on this call and anthony militano and peter stern like that's bad idea so yeah it's, it's uh, crazy. a big testament to how hard they work yeah that's, that's crazy at, at valiant we had when when i left valiant there was 55 people on staff and there was 200 freelancers at any given time so we're trying to we're trying to compete you know valiant's trying to compete with marvel we're trying to compete with valiant and marvel five people yeah but we're having fun and I'm working hard. I don't think, Adam, I don't think you slept the night before the campaign. I think you were just working it. I think you too, Josh, just working the campaign. These guys are, they're crazy. Uh, warriors. <laughs> well, comics loco. No, go ahead. I just said they're comics loco. They're crazy. Comics crazy. The, yeah. It's the love of the medium and the passion for the project. So 
Gentlemen, fantastic chat. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Megalith is amazing. Uh, I'll throw it over to you, Adam, uh, right here at the end. Let people know where they can. Okay, I want to know more about a Bad Idea. I want to follow Bad Idea on social media. I want to become part of the community. Where, uh, where's the best place? Where do people go to sign up? Where do people go to follow Bad Idea? Because, uh, you know, Josh mentioned there's another slate of books coming, Bad Idea 2, Part 2. So uh, where's the best place for people to get involved? Well, go to uh, badideacorp.com uh, and definitely check out the Bad Idea Destination stores. You can see a full list of those stores and the, our our inventory is still there. Uh, we're on um, Twitter, Josh, and it's, it's bad, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Bad Idea, hello. At, 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 at both, on both of those. And, um, and, and our mailing list. Honestly, and our, yes, and join our mailing list. Absolutely. Um, man, he has, did he mention that I didn't get any sleep the other night? Yes. Uh, so we're, <laughs> we are d- definitely all over, but definitely go to Kickstarter. I think the last time I was there, we were at the top, we, definitely in the top of the comic section of, uh, of Kickstarter on the live. And, uh, only you can bring, uh, Megalith to kicks, uh, to, uh, comic book stores. Like that's, uh, we're not kidding around. We need people to come in and help us support us to build this out to, to be the book that it deserves, but also to give it the biggest push into comic shops that we can. Um, and so we need you to step up in the next, uh, 29 days, something like that. So, yeah. Sure. I'll put links, uh, as always, everybody, to the website and the social media in the show notes. So if you're having trouble finding them on whatever particular platform or what have you, you can go there. And then, yeah, like Dinesh mentioned, there's a mailing list. That that really is the best thing. Like a lot of times stuff hits there. It'll hit your inbox before it's out on social media. So you want to get the head start. So if you head over to the website, you can sign up for the newsletter to make sure you're getting the, the news right when it drops. Yeah. Bad idea fans are passionate, man. We like to be first. We everybody wants to be that first one, and things sell out fast. Because uh, again, small publisher, um, you know, there's only so much bandwidth these guys have. So yeah, you don't want to miss things. Go sign up for that newsletter, one hundred percent. All right. Any last thoughts, gentlemen? Awesome. Hair. What do you think about hair? It's overrated. It truly is. It really. I don't know why you would even bother trying to maintain that, especially growing it long. I don't know what the point there is. Yeah. So the other thing I'm thinking about hair is if you're bald, why not wear glasses? It's just not a good look if you don't have glasses. There's not enough going on. Well, <laughs> this actually reminds me of where, so, you know, there's four of us on this call, everybody's Zoom. So it's the little four square hair thing as we're all chatting. And it reminds me of the old school uh, Sesame Street. One of these things is not like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I should kick Josh off. <laughs> uh, still a youngster again gentlemen thank you so much for the time uh listeners watchers uh on youtube go check out the campaign you owe it to yourself you know even if you you know just don't have the means to back it right now you know and, and maybe you won't in the next 30 days you owe it to yourself to at least go check it out and look at the gorgeous art um but the other thing you can do as I, i'll remind everybody whenever we do the crowdfunding um episodes here the best way you can help get megalith into comic stores other than becoming a part of this community and a part of this amazing campaign is just share it on social media talk to your uh fellow comic shop goers about it talk to your retailer about it we want to make sure that everybody that has a chance to back it knows about it and and then has their opportunity to go select their tier uh there's way too often even myself completely immersed in comics constantly 
we'll find out about campaigns at the last minute or or even worse after they've already ended. Yeah. That's, that's the worst thing. So share it on social media. Tell your friends about it. This is epic. You're going to want to go door to door, like stand out on the highway with a QR code. Do what you have to do to spread the word of Megalith. Come on now. Do what you get this out. Yeah. If you are doubly important because we've had a lot of people say to us on this campaign, I missed the last one. It happens to me all the time. I miss campaigns, but I know that a lot of campaigns will, will do a second offer or when they're closing out, they'll let you get some of the stuff. We don't do that. We don't have the manpower, frankly, the, the bandwidth for it. A lot of people asking us, I want the Hero Trade hardcover. I missed it last time. Can I involve it in here? Can I get it here? No, I'm sorry. The answer, the answer is no. And it'll be the same thing for this. In 29 days, when this campaign is over, that is it. There'll be, we will not be making any more Megalith hardcovers or any of the stuff here. You can go to the stores and get the single issues when they come out, but that is it for everything in this campaign. We, we only have the bandwidth to do all of this once and in a finite time. We can't, we can't be doing it just, just forever. Yeah, and you know, one thing that you reminded me of right now, uh, when you said that is the fact that a lot of these extras, you know, like the the eight books that are kind of surrounding and supporting and adding context to the main story, you're doing a print run for just the number that are ordered here. It's not like, well, you know, maybe I can find it on the secondary market later or what have you, or maybe, you know, at a, at a show that you guys exhibit at or something like that. That's not the case. Like, these are going to be basically print on demand and they'll be the number that you need to do your fulfillment. And then that's it. That's exactly the number it'll be because it's not going to be a round number. It's going to be the exact number that we have of backers. Plus there's a little bit to make sure that there's damages in case any of them get damaged. Me. There's a little bit for the comps for the, the uh, creators and a couple for the company. And that is it. So it is, it is to the bone. There's no inventory. There's no excess. There's no gifting. There's no like, well, we should have some, in here in case someone in the year wants or we should sell them later nothing like that it will it will be a it will be a very small single digit percentage above the number you see of backers yeah so go back everybody go check it out right now uh, as you're watching this or listening to this uh go and check it out so again gentlemen thanks so much for the time great seeing you and uh, i guess i'll see you all in a few weeks uh for the uh em- to let the em- embarrassment commence so <laughs> take care jace i can't wait for you to become officially fan of the year yeah, it's a bad idea, fan. Uh, oh, hell, the JC's the one. Yeah, I was trying to convince my wife to call me the Majesty, but that didn't really fly. Maybe not official yet. You're <laughs> you're uh, finally you're in waiting. Not yet. You've not yet been. Oh, I, in, I didn't in, say in, it wasn't. Didn't happen immediately. But I said once I receive the crown and the scepter, you know, would then that... it's fair. Then then she should. That'd be a problem. Fan of the year pro tem. Consort yeah. of the year until then. Let's see. Uh, all right, listeners. Go check out the Kickstarter. It's absolutely amazing. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.